Hi, everyone. Every Friday on Third Degree, I talk with a rotating cast of some of the nation's top law students about breaking legal news, compelling cases, and what it means to lead a life in the law. Those Friday conversations will be part of the Cafe Insider membership starting next week. The Monday and Wednesday episodes will continue to be available for free in this feed. Cafe Insiders enjoy access to exclusive content, including the Cafe Insider podcast, co-hosted by Preet Bharara and Ann Milgram, audio essays from Cafe's slate of contributors, including me, bonus content from Stay Tuned and Doing Justice, live events, and more. You can try out the membership free for two weeks and for a limited time, get 50% off the usual price for an annual membership. Just head to cafe.com slash insider. That's cafe.com slash insider and use the code justice. And now on to the show. From Cafe, this is Third Degree. I'm Ellie Honig. It's not a crime for an elected official to lie to the public. I don't recommend it, but you can't get locked up for doing that. Now, that said, a lie to the public is often an indicator, a symptom of something potentially worse. Common sense tells you people lie for a reason. And often that's an effort to cover up something bad or something maybe even worse than the lie itself. And in my experience, if somebody lies to the public and investigators are also involved, federal or state, FBI, police, what have you. The person also quite possibly told the same lie that he told to the public to those investigators as well. And that, now that could be a crime. And that is more or less the big question now facing the administration of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. And what a fall from grace it has been. And that's without even getting into the sexual harassment allegations, which we discussed last week, because on the COVID issue, Cuomo was, for a while, seems hard to remember now, but he was held up as the model of effective governance and leadership, at least for a while. Just to bring you back, last year, it's hard to believe now, Governor Cuomo wrote a vastly premature book about leadership lessons, his words, from the COVID pandemic. And the number one leadership lesson is people have to inform themselves. There's so much politics nowadays. There's so much ugliness. You turn on the news, you don't know who to believe. Inform yourself, learn the facts. You're the person who's going to keep your family safe. The crazy thing is he published this book in October. Forget about premature celebration. This wasn't spiking the football on the one yard line. This is spiking it at midfield. And now it turns out the governor's senior aides altered statistics about nursing home deaths just as the governor was starting to write that book that we never realized we needed. And that wasn't it, by the way. You may remember Governor Cuomo also created and sold these, I guess, funny posters, but really just bizarre and self-congratulatory posters about COVID, even as thousands died. And this was in July 2020. Here's what Cuomo said about his artwork. And I quote, these are not my words, these are his. I did a new one for what we went through with COVID. And I think the general shape is familiar to you. We went up the mountain, we curved the mountain, we came down the other side, and these are little telltale signs that to me represent what was going on, end quote. And just to top it all off, Andrew Cuomo even won an Emmy. Really, I mean that, he did. 
for his COVID briefings. I don't even know what to say about this. The tone deafness was unbecoming, and now it's all gotten even worse for Andrew Cuomo. Now the FBI and the Department of Justice are involved, so let's break that down. First of all, the problem. The problem here boils down to undercounting. Now, back in March 2020, the governor announced the formation of a COVID task force. A few weeks later, the State Department of Health issued an order directing nursing homes and other long care facilities that they must accept residents who were discharged from hospitals, even if those residents were still testing positive. That directive was rescinded a few months later, and now it's been the focus of a firestorm of criticism directed at Cuomo's administration, including allegations that the order contributed to a high number of deaths among nursing home residents in New York. Now, at one point, Cuomo tried to essentially deny this. He said, it just never happened in New York where we needed to say to a nursing home, we need you to take this person even though they're COVID positive. It never happened. That's what Governor Cuomo said. That's nonsense. A CNN fact check showed that that happened in over 6,300 cases, according to the New York Department of Health. And then last month, State Attorney General Letitia James issued a scathing report, finding that the Cuomo administration had delayed reporting the thousands of nursing home residents who died at hospitals after being infected in their residential facilities. I mean, that is a dicey distinction to say the least. We're going to count people who actually physically died inside nursing homes, but if they got really sick in the nursing home, then were sent to the hospital, then died immediately, we're not counting that. That's a tricky distinction to support. The attorney general found that the governor's office undercounted COVID deaths and that a larger number of nursing home residents died from COVID-19 than the official data reflected. She concluded, and I quote, the policies may have put residents at increased risk of harm in some facilities. That is really troubling stuff. Which brings us to part two, the investigation. Now, the Albany Times Union, a local newspaper and take a second out to applaud local journalism, broke a story a couple weeks ago that the FBI and the Justice Department have launched an investigation that's examining, at least in some part, the action of Governor Cuomo's task force and its handling of nursing homes and other long care facilities during the pandemic. A Cuomo spokesperson has confirmed this investigation and has said that the administration is fully cooperating with it. Now, what does this mean? What could be criminal here? I mean, even if the Cuomo administration badly mishandled the COVID response, sure, that could be terrible governance. It could cost him an election someday, but it's not necessarily criminal to just make terrible decisions. But the issue, it seems, is that federal civil investigators were already looking at Cuomo's COVID response, not necessarily in the criminal context, but for either a civil or some sort of broader assessment. And it seems in the course of that investigation, members of the Cuomo administration may have made false statements to those investigators. And if so, now that that would be a crime to lie to those investigators. And there are some indications that perhaps Cuomo's administration was not fully forthcoming. For example, a top staffer to the governor, Melissa DeRosa, had a conference call recently with New York State legislators who also were investigating, and they were not happy with what they'd seen so far. Now, somebody, it seems, recorded that call, and in the call, DeRosa explained that they learned of the federal inquiry back in August around the same time New York state legislators were investigating. And here's what she said. And basically, we froze. 
because then we were in a position where we weren't sure if what we were going to give to the Department of Justice or what we give to you guys, meaning state legislators, what we start saying was going to be used against us while we weren't sure if there was going to be an investigation. The key language there is we froze. First of all, that's not an excuse. It's not an excuse to say, well, we were being investigated by the legislature and by DOJ at the same time, so we got scared and we may not have given the full truth. Not an excuse, not a defense. Second of all, this quote, we froze, that is an admission of sorts that something went wrong. And so third, where does this go now? The bottom line question here for potential criminal purposes is this. Did somebody knowingly make a material false statement? So let me break that down. Knowingly. That just means what it sounds like. If an error was inadvertent or unintentional, that's not a crime. But here, there are indicators of an intentional effort to undercount and underreport the deaths. And by the way, it's not just the person who physically gave the response or who physically signed the papers or who actually spoke to investigators, but it's also anyone who instructed that that false answer be given. And then there's material. That really means doesn't matter enough. Was the misstatement relevant to the investigation here? It's right down the middle. I mean, the very point of the investigation was to assess COVID data and the COVID response. So if those things are proven, we could see federal criminal charges. If it's proven that there was a misstatement, that it was made knowingly and intentionally, and that it was material. If that happens, there are several potential federal criminal charges in play here. The first one is what federal prosecutors call 1001. That just refers to the statute number. And it basically makes it a crime to give any false statement to any government agent or investigator. There's also a crime, Section 1519, that applies to falsification of records in federal proceedings. Now, one final note. Governor Cuomo has defended himself by saying, well, the reason the administration withheld data was because we feared that President Trump at the time was pursuing a politically motivated inquiry. Sorry, that just does not fly. No way. First of all, there's brand new reporting by the New York Times that blows up that timeline. It turns out Cuomo administration officials were doctoring the numbers even before any federal investigation was launched. And this whole thing about, well, we thought it was just a politically motivated investigation, that's really just another way of saying witch hunt, right? Forget your party affiliation. Forget what you think of Andrew Cuomo or Donald Trump or anyone else. If you hated when Donald Trump yelled witch hunt, then hate it now because it's not a defense at all. You don't get to just decide on your own that something is politically motivated, hence I have a license to lie. I mean, that's essentially what the defenses were as raised by Michael Flynn and Roger Stone. They were nonsense defenses when Flynn and Stone raised them. It was nonsense when Donald Trump said it, and it's nonsense when Andrew Cuomo says it. And imagine if this was the case. I mean, many, many people who get investigated, including virtually any and all public officials on down to the town dog catcher will tell you that they're only being prosecuted because it's politically motivated. But guess what? Even if they believe that, even if it's true, that doesn't give them a license to lie and hide the truth. So there is serious trouble on the horizon for the administration of Governor Cuomo. We will see where this investigation goes. They will gather all the facts. Based on that, I do have confidence that DOJ will make a fair determination about whether any criminal charges are warranted, and we'll be following it with you here on Third Degree. 
Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you again on Wednesday. And please send us any thoughts, questions, or comments at letters at cafe.com. Third Degree is presented by Cafe Studios. Your host is Ellie Honig. The executive producer is Tamara Sepper. The senior producer is Adam Waller. The technical director is David Tadashore. The audio and music producer is Nat Wiener. And the cafe team is Matthew Billy, David Kurlander, Sam Ozer Stanton, Noah Azulai, Jake Kaplan, Jeff Eisenman, Chris Boylan, Sean Walsh, and Margot Malley. <laughs>